0: what's going on cam oh hi hello hey how are you sir we're doing all right we as in my wife my wife is behind me hello (laughs) so trying to wave around you mm, mm. so we got we got a bunch of snow more snow you know how last time i said i'm ready for spring yeah ready I'm, re- I, I'm ready for the rapture now i'm ready for the rapture did you guys lose power at all no we were good it was okay. s- south of here where, where they had a lot of the ice um they lost power matter of fact um the company that i work for we have a store in racine and we called them today and they didn't have any power which was, which was actually kind of funny when he was talking about it because they're, I work in receiving and we were talking to one of the guys in receiving. They have uh, um, elect, or, uh, like powered dock plates for, you know, they come up and then they mm. make a little yeah, bridge yeah. to go into the truck. And they couldn't put any of them up because they ran on power and they didn't have any power so don't i don't know how they were unlocking generators
1: trucks. like well, they, not
0: have... there's a generator hooked up but it's prioritized for certain areas of the store oh so gotcha. yeah they they make sure all the cash registers are working <laughs> so, <laughs> Gotta keep and
1: that money flowing
0: lights. yeah and, and some lights not all lights just enough so that they're it's not completely pitch black inside <laughs> so
1: welcome to spooky shopping
0: <clears throat> spooky shopping at the place that I can't so say because place. I don't want to get in trouble. Fair uh, enough. Right. Well, I'm glad you guys didn't lose power. Yeah. We, we, we were a, okay.
1: Did you have a whimsical snowball fight with your neighbors?
0: I did not, actually. I but I did. Us we... But over the last 48 hours, I have done uh, snow removal in three different three different times. So the snow blowing out the driveway and the sidewalks and the approach... I had to do that three different times because of how much snow we got, yikes, so <clears throat> I think we probably came out around eight inches um total, so it was it was a snow apocalypse up here. it was all rain down here, so. yeah, so Just mud central. Mm, yeah, I'm sorry, man.
1: That's all right.
0: I would have uh, kindly taken the rain and given you the snow.
1: I had taken the snow because having a dog and a muddy backyard is not <laughs> a fun combo. I bet.
0: You let him jump around
1: in the snow. Exactly. He loves it and he doesn't get muddy. So win win, except when it melts and then there's mud. So yep. <laughs> it's right, just uh, delaying the inevitable. But, anyways.
0: Anyway, I wanted to, to just kind of give a, some impressions on my MacBook Air now that I've had it for a little while. And, uh, you know, I think I've talked about a couple of these things, but I, the Touch ID actually has become kind of a little hero of uh, the whole thing because all the times that I would have had to type the password in before, a majority of those times now I can just reach up and touch the Touch ID. This is my first mm-hmm. first MacBook with a Touch ID. Yeah, it's so, awesome, isn't it? It's very cool. So, um, and I think still, like the battery life is just killing me. I love how long this battery lasts. Um I'm I charge it Monday nights because I've got a class Monday night that I'm that I'm in so I have it plugged in over here. But I can literally leave it off the charger the rest of the week. You know, not to say that I use it a lot, but I but I'm using it on and off throughout the week and I don't put it back on the charger sometimes until Saturday night. You know, so that it's ready to go for church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. um and i have That's used impressive. i i had a i had taken a day off a couple of weeks ago for a, another snow day uh that i sat and edited audio for probably two hours and it barely put a dent in that battery which is just crazy so but yes yeah, so i'm really really actually quite shocked by how good this uh this laptop has been so, very happy.
1: And what color did you go with again?
0: I've got midnight. Mm. That's a time. That's not a color. Well, it's a color in my book. It looks my like Mac that. Book. My,
1: my MacBook Air is uh,
0: color is 430. Anyway, uh, how's that USB port doing for you? <laughs> it is alive.
1: <laughs> so, a while back, uh, so I, you have the M2
0: MacBook Air. That's correct.
1: I have the M1 MacBook Air, um, which I am still in love with and will not replace for years because it's, you know, you were, you were going from a really, really old MacBook Pro that didn't work unless it was plugged in, right? Correct. Um, and I went from nothing. I went from a PC, a, a gaming PC, to a MacBook Air because my original MacBook Air that I had for like five years – you know, died before I, you know, like five years ago and couldn't afford one and yada yada yada. So, anyways, I have a MacBook Air now, um, M1 that I got when it came out. And it's been amazing. I love it. Same same feelings you have about yours, yours just being newer and faster and a little more powerful. Um and recently, there's two, so it's two USB-C ports on the left side and a headphone jack on the right side. Uh within the last month or two, The USB C port closest to the screen and the hinge, Mm, the charging port, stopped working. Yeah, just stopped working. So I was down to a a MacBook solo, really one USB C port. Now I've got a USB C uh, dock that has three USB A ports, an Ethernet port, uh, power port, HDMI, and SD card. So I was still able to do a lot of things, but not having that second port would not allow me to use my external displays along with those other things. Um, so not a huge deal. I could still record. I could still do everything I needed to do, uh, just with less screen real estate. So more of a, an inconvenience than, than anything really. Um, and I just, I learned to live with it, you know, for like the last, I think six weeks or so. And then there was an update to Mac OS Ventura, um, that just came out the other day and I just updated and didn't think anything about it. And, um, I accidentally. This is this is one of those more serendipitous things where, like, I didn't even think to check. I just accidentally plugged my power USB C cord into the one that was broken before, with just not even thinking about it, and that's how I figured out. Holy crap, it works again! So I think. I can't I I haven't done the the research to look this up, but I'm pretty sure that there was a fix in the latest because the computer still recognized that the USB-C port was there like Mm -hmm. it it existed, but it wasn't allowing any power to come through or any external hard drives or like it acknowledged the port was there, but it wasn't acknowledging anything that was connecting to it. And so I think it was just a software issue. And so I'm I'm fairly certain without having actually looked into uh, this before the show that the new update fixed whatever was causing the issue with that USB C port and now it's back alive again and i totally found out by accident which is like the best when you have yeah. those happy accidents i'm like oh it works again oh, great pretty. so yeah so now it's it's back to uh both ports and um like i said it was a minor inconvenience but now i'm just happy that the computer that i paid a good amount of money is fully functional again <laughs> so that's all just a little bit of follow-up there so if if any because this was I found out this was more of a widespread, widespread problem than I had originally thought when I started, you know, asking the internet, like, "Hey, why did this happen?" And there's just forums on Apple's website of like, "It's broken," and the people are like buying, you know, replacement kits for like sixty bucks and like opening their computers. And I'm like, "I'm not doing that, right? Like, that's not worth it." And I'm glad I didn't because now it works again. So, yeah,
0: I would. Uh, it was I, an issue. I would for a while. things. Yeah.
1: So, anyways, um, if if anyone out there had a similar issue, um, update to the newest version of Ventura and see if it fixes it for you.
0: I will tell you one of the cooler things I like about the new one is that MagSafe. Yeah, I don't have that. Um, I miss MagSafe. Yeah, a lot.
1: So it's I, such, have... I don't know why they got rid of it. It was such, I have I have literally seen MagSafe save laptops mm-hmm. on multiple occasions yeah. in in my life where like had it been where it is on my computer, just a mm-hmm. USB-C cord in, the laptop would have been dead because someone tripped over the cord and the laptop would have gone
0: down. So yeah. And the USB yeah. ports on my last uh, MacBook, uh, were actually starting to get a little loose because you had that plugged in all the time. So it just loosened mm-hmm. it up over time. And so. so
1: yours, you've got the MagSafe plus
0: the two USB-C Correct. ports, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yep. Yeah, that's awesome. So it's really nice so to have even... a dedicated yep. power port.
1: Right, and then you can have two ports that mm-hmm. you don't have. You don't have to even do power pass through. You can just have them dedicated to like hard drives or displays or whatever without mm-hmm. the pass through. That's yeah, that's awesome.
0: Now, one of the cool things too is that the the one that you were talking about, the uh, USB that's closest to the um the monitor, I mm-hmm. can still plug that in for power. So if I've got a USB uh cable, like I did this the other day where I had my backup battery and a USB cable. And mm. I plugged it in, and it actually charged the battery back up. So that's kind of nice to have that option. If uh, yeah, if for sure,
1: especially in a pinch, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are more likely to have a USB C cable than they are a MagSafe one, if mm-hmm. they're not, you know, Mac users or just whatever. Like, if they just have an iPad, right. you could borrow their iPad charger because that's on USB C too.
0: And I'm not gonna Super lie, convenient. I really like that these cables are braided.
1: And color matched right. And
0: color matched, yep. So Yeah. It's really nice. I like it. It's little things, right? It's the little things. Absolutely. That's why we pay the big bucks. All right. There was one other thing that I had that I cannot remember for the life of me that I that I wanted to talk about on the show today. But it is so gone.
1: Aaron Rodgers future with the Packers.
0: Um, you know, we're we're doing we're playing a little wait and see game on this right now. (laughs) I don't know. I don't care either way. I think if he wanted to play another season with us, that'd be great. If he leaves and uh Jordan Love becomes the new starting quarterback, I think he's ready. So either way, um I think we've got a a season a good season ahead of us.
1: I only I only mean this slightly tongue in cheek. It Mm -hmm. can't get much worse than this last season for you guys.
0: You know, it can get worse, but not much. <laughs> You're right.
1: Well, but compared to the standard <laughs> you guys have had for the last 20 years, yeah. this past season was a disappointment, right?
0: Yeah. So. You know, and crazy, as disappointing as it was, we still almost made it into the playoffs. You know, yeah. and, you know, by one game. Sorry about that, so. by the way. That is what it is, man. You guys, you guys it's all fun, played it's us. It's funny how, it's, all, all it's it funny.
1: Is. Sorry, go ahead.
0: You guys just outplayed us. I, I think you you played well, and we didn't show up, and we didn't play the way we should have. So I don't really yeah, remember the game that well, not much. I'm I think I'm uh, blocking it. <laughs> I've erased it. Well, I just so it, it's the the f-
1: interesting thing to me about sports is how the Lions and Packers can have very very similar records, but because of where those teams are coming from and the trajectories they've been on,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Lions fans are. Over the moon with how we did the season and how we rallied and Packers fans are like, oh gosh, man, should have made the playoffs, should have, could have, would have, you know, yeah. and it's just amazing how two teams with such similar records can have such different like levels of either disappointment or excitement about, you know, what's next. And I think that's one of the things that just entertains me about sports is just all the different variables and storylines and, you know, all that sort of stuff. And and as someone who's watched Aaron Rodgers beat the Lions left, right, upside down sideways, like you know, just his whole career, mm-hmm. I will say beating the Packers in Lambeau to end the season was. I forgot feeling, it was in Lambeau. A Thanks feeling I have that not on. had in a long, long, long time. <laughs> yeah, and it was so the, the Seahawks won. So the Lions were out no matter what. Mm-hmm. but if the packers won they were in Yep. and so yeah it was yeah anyways i, I don't want to like you know bring up old wounds or whatever but
0: it was uh i'm okay
1: an unexpected end to the
0: season for the lions which brewer spring training starts on saturday so. i was gonna
1: say your baseball's coming yep at least you're not a still Browns have the fan. best oh yeah well <laughs> I think anyone who was a Browns fan probably shouldn't be after they signed Deshaun Watson to that stupid contract, but that's a whole nother discussion that we don't necessarily need to get into right now
0: for all sorts of reasons. We're at our Bible study, uh, this last Tuesday or not this last Tuesday, but the Tuesday before. And, uh, and one of the guys that goes to our, our Bible study is a huge Browns fan. He grew, he grew up in that area. And so he's, he's a really big Browns fan. And, it's hilarious because we were sitting we were talking about uh this theory that, you know, about when the rapture is going to happen and and so
1: right before the Browns play the Super Bowl, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a theory out there that says that it could happen between 2023 and 2026 um based on a whole bunch of stuff that I won't get into. But so he just kind of looks at my pastor and says, so you're saying the Browns aren't going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> 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 we all had a good laugh about it. Just pretty, Yeah, funny. that's good. So
1: uh I will say before we finish our sports ball section of the show, yes. the Brewers do have the best logo in baseball. Amen.
0: I would 100 percent agree. And I can't believe that we went through a time with the Brewers where they weren't using that logo. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's the dark. Although times.
1: I will say the second best logo in baseball is not even in the majors; it's in the minor league system. It belongs to the Montgomery Biscuits, who <laughs> are an affiliate, or they were an affiliate for the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know if they've moved, okay. you know, major league affiliations. But their hat is bright yellow. The bill is like royal blue, and their logo is a biscuit with googly eyes and a chunk of butter for a tongue. Okay.
0: I <laughs> it's Where amazing
1: it? i had a hat i had a montgomery biscuits hat just for that reason that i wore and there's a couple uh guys uh um do you know uh ben zobrist played for the cubs and the rays and the royals when they won the world series i really don't anyways he went to the college <laughs> here in town uh and so i went to uh Rays chicago white Sox game back in the day and got him to sign my montgomery biscuits hat because he played for them in the minors and it was, uh, it was a good time. He was so surprised. He was like, "It's like, hey, can I get your autograph, Ben?" And I handed him my biscuits hat, and he was like, "Dude, no way!" Because <laughs> <laughs> like everyone else was handing him raised stuff, you know. So it was fun.
0: I'm I'm just looking for a hat right now. Montgomery biscuits. Oh, the shop. I check. It I see the biscuit. I'm 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 looking for a hat. Oh, that is hilarious. I love it. That's
1: pretty- it's just. That's like quintessential minor league baseball right it there. is
0: well we <gasps> they got a stuffy hey they, they've got a they've got a montgomery biscuit stuffy <laughs> i can't show you this because i'm looking at it onto my other computer but
1: it's all good i it's... i can
0: imagine the cuteness it's very very cool all right anyway all right are we ready to move on i'm gonna respectfully yes. bow out all right, my wife is going I gotta to go
1: start my my seventh uh, Harry Potter book. Hmm. We lose to J.K. Rowling yet again. <laughs>
0: yeah. Arr. All right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, get into the main course for tonight. All right. So we are recording um, on a Thursday night, and we thought we would have a little bit of fun tonight, since there really isn't a whole lot uh, Apple wise going on right now. I will say that, uh, I am very much paying attention to whether or not we're going to see a show or a, uh, Apple event invite coming out here in the next week because of a, uh, my buck wild pick for the year that there's going to be an Apple event between March 6th and 10th. So the invite would technically have to come out this next week. Otherwise I don't think it's going to happen, but we'll, we'll find out. But in the meantime, we are, uh, we cracked open the pod decks again. And I picked pod
1: decks, pod decks. Yeah. We're going to play some
0: pod decks. Yeah, we do need a theme song for that. But, uh, so I grabbed a deck called techie Ooh. because it, it fits in with our theme. And so these questions are going to be techie related and I'm going to see if I can share my screen with, with you. It's it's on my, my iPhone, so I think I can plug this in. So this will make this a little bit easier. So that is plugged in, and we'll go iPhone with cable. See if you can see this. And you are seeing that now, right? Oh, I am. Very nice.
1: The wonders of
0: technology. The wonders of technology indeed. So our first question, uh what tech item or app that other people love are you refusing to try?
1: May I go first? Absolutely. Anything Mastodon related.
0: Oh, that hurts my heart, dude. <laughs> I have been enjoying Mastodon a lot. But
1: well, and that's why I answered it that way because oh, I know my. it's not the popular opinion.
0: You know, I don't know really, because a lot of times I will uh I will check out an app and um enjoy it. Oh, I would say TikTok definitely would be there you go. One that uh yeah, I can't do TikTok. Ugh. Makes me makes my <laughs> makes my heart hurt. I downloaded my it second. once. Oh yeah. And I opened it up. And the first three videos were were of women shaking stuff at me, and I yeah, immediately no, it's way, it's way clo- too horny. It's way the, the app. Too horny. Mm-hmm. the app, and immediately deleted it from my phone and said, "Nope, this is not for me." So, yep. All right.
1: My second answer to that question would be Google Glass, but that would just be ironic. Yeah.
0: What's a feature you wish smartphones could do? Hmm. fax things <laughs> do you want to fax with your <laughs> with your smartphone i'm just
1: trying to think of what it can't do <laughs> like prepare my dinner for me like i mean we're at the point where like <laughs> they do everything they need to do
0: right all right so i have what might be a controversial idea here i am really all in for our smartphones, our iPhones in particular, to be able to sideload apps.
1: Ah, uh, okay. That's a good one. I yeah.
0: I think it's something that's likely going to happen, but it's going to take legislation to make it possible. But I would really love to be able to go to the internet. As a savvy tech guy, to be able to go to the internet and download an app that is not approved by Apple, but I still want to try it that's fair i yeah that's a good that's a good one i like it and if it could make me dinner that'd be awesome too (laughs) what's your favorite app oh golly (laughs) oh boy this is such a tough one
1: i mean okay so i feel like we need to like put some caveats on this. Cause like my okay. my initial answer would be Safari because it gives me the internet. Right. Right. Um, but I don't think that's necessarily the spirit of the question. Right. So I think we can like throw out sort of like those either like super big, like, you know, like, Oh, email or internet, mm-hmm. you know, um, and, and, and focus on apps that like do a thing. Right that's my thought anyways what do you think
0: no for sure so
1: otherwise my answer is safari
0: yeah so i would say let's make it uh what's your favorite third party app
1: uh obsidian
0: okay i have
1: i have gotten like i've always been you know like big obsidian boy energy over here um but within the last week I sort of, I I've been a member of the, of the obsidian discord for a while, but never really engaged a whole lot. I just wanted to keep up on like release notes. And if anything, you know, major was happening. Um, but within the last week and a half, I've like really dove into the discord and like, I've discovered new plugins and themes and different concepts and way to construct things and how to, how to filter, uh, stuff with data view more, more, uh, more functionally than I had in the past, and I'm just I've really sort of reinvigorated my interest in making Obsidian my go to um, app for all all of my notes, all of my study, all of my research, all of my writing, uh, and, and really just letting it be this thriving, you know ecosystem of knowledge. That I'm collecting, whether it's through things that I'm reading, things that I'm listening to, things that I'm writing, uh, all of that sort of stuff and finding ways to surface the things that matter the most to me and uh, make it look really pretty in the process. So that's my answer.
0: Excellent. So if you saw that I was just flipping around on my phone a little bit, do you Uh notice the time? Uh,
1: yeah, it's an hour ahead of what?
0: It's, it's a little less than an hour, but it's like off. Why is the time off on my phone? Uh,
1: I think it's because you're screen sharing. I think it's just a static time. I don't think it's changed this whole time.
0: That's weird. All right. Anyway. Um, so I would, you know, I hemmed and hawed just a little bit as you were giving your answer, but I think for an app that just like, just constantly i'm surprised at the capabilities of this app i'd have to say carrot weather nice i i love the fact that i have so much weather information at my fingertips um lately it's been like one of the things that i've had to do quite a bit is is come up with hold on you go over there um with the snow and stuff that we've had in our area lately to go into all the little weather sources that I can look up and like cycle through the sources and see what each one of them is saying about the the weather which some of them are so wrong it's just <laughs> ridiculous yeah. but uh but in going through any and even the ones that i trust like right now it's telling me that monday we're supposed to get 15 inches of snow according to apple weather oh my gosh and according to uh accuweather we might get an inch maybe you know what other
1: what other area of professionalism can you be that wrong i know right
0: keep your job (laughs) it's crazy but I love all the the stinking features of uh, of carrot weather. Um, the maps. You can look at the radar, you can look at the forecast map, you can um, you can go in and look at uh, specific radar towers. Um, you can pull up like base reflexivity maps and there's just so much you stuff have, like, that you can super mess around high- with
1: uh the super high subscription though, right? for all I that do. stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah.
0: I don't know that it, it, all of it requires that, but um you're right, I do have a super high. Cuz yeah, subscription. I don't I don't think
1: I can see like the different radar towers and that sort of stuff. Okay. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, it's it's nice. So
0: All right, next question. What's your favorite book about technology? The Bible. <laughs>
1: okay i gotta chuckle i was like
0: really nothing yeah outside of the (laughs) whole the problem was i'm thinking you know what i i think i agree with that answer (laughs) my favorite book about tech i don't don't know know. if i've got anything
1: maybe one of federico's books ebooks that he's written over the years about like shortcuts or uh editorial back in the day but i don't really read books about technology
0: no, I don't either. So, I was just looking at my my bookshelf behind me and um it's mostly actually to be honest with you it's mostly journals. None of them written in, by the way. Um got some Star Wars books. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't really All right, moving on. <laughs> Do you think there's value in living a simpler life with less technology?
1: Yeah but i also think it's there's uh there's pros and cons to both right um True. and there's you know if if you're living uh life with less technology you probably have more control over privacy and uh people's access to your things mm-hmm. uh you're not getting served ads um like there's plenty of benefits to living life with less technology but there's also, you know, uh, things that you miss out on, such as convenience and uh, fun and perhaps knowledge, um, you know, and it's, it's, it's a personal choice, right? There's, there's some days I wish I lived completely off the grid. Yeah. And there's other days where I'm like, I love the internet. How did I and, live without any of this yeah, Uh So... Is there value to it? Absolutely. But I don't think it's that simple of an answer.
0: At work today, I was talking to, talking to the uh, old guys group. <laughs> we have a group of old guys that like to sit in the break room and, and talk about, you know, how dumb us young kids are. And um, they, we were talking and I was like, you know, I use my GPS a lot. And they're like, well, why? You don't know how to get places? You don't know how to use a map? Like, I'm like, no, because the GPS is like way simpler to use. You know, I've had maps in the car before and had to try and navigate by a map. And it's not as easy.
1: Yeah, I mean, but, the only reason I use GPS really uh, is if I'm going someplace I've never been or I'm on a, a decently long trip and I want to make sure that I'm on the fastest route. Because, like, you, you know, it'll know if there's an accident 30 miles up the road and
0: give you an option to go around it that
1: but that's
0: so that's I'm about it I literally if I'm leaving town regardless of been if I've never been there before or if I've been there hundreds of times I will put the GPS on and the reason for that is I always know where I am how far away I am to the exit that I need to get off on did I miss the exit oh nope I've it's about a mile up here yet you know I'm I'm always, I always have all the information that I need when I need it. Mm -hmm. And it's just really, really nice to have. So anyway, is there value to living a, a simpler life with less technology? I think to some degree, I wouldn't disagree with this, but I don't know that I would, I would want for that simpler life enough to give up some of the conveniences that I have. That's fair. All right. Has technology ever let you down? What happened? (laughs) Uh, uh, That USB port's working now, so. Oh, yeah, you know. uh, (laughs) Has technology ever let you down?
1: Like, no, it was you. It was me, not you. I'm sorry. Take me back. Use me. (laughs) I mean, like... Yeah, like hard drives have crashed at inopportune times, Mm -hmm. right? And you've lost, like, lost data or whatever. Yeah. Like, my my computer died uh, during uh, a work interview where I had a set amount of time to finish a project. And I had to finish it on my iPad back when you couldn't get work done on an iPad. Yeah. Uh, But guess what? I got work done on an iPad. Um, But, like, let me down personally? No. (laughs) the way this is worded is is interesting like has technology ever broken and made my day worse yeah yeah absolutely for sure but anyway like, let me down on like in an emotional or philosophical level no
0: <laughs> i just kind of hate this question so i think we're gonna move on uh what could ever be replaced by technology i'm sorry what, what could, could never be replaced by technology and why not humor humor women not touching that one (laughs) uh i couldn't replace my wife with uh with technology why why not (laughs) (laughs) let's move on (laughs) how has technology changed the way you travel i get to
1: places on time (laughs) well no but like like before you like travel agents aren't really
0: a thing anymore right eh, because you can still you can still use travel agents they're just not as widespread you can but yeah. you can also just go to expedia.com
1: and look at all of the different flights and all, and you can book all of it yourself and you can check in online and you don't have to print your tickets off at the airport unless you want to um you can use your phone for your ticket like it's just it's streamlined a lot of the process with air travel and you mentioned how you use your GPS on your all the time yeah. when you're driving it's to let you, you know, it's that the comfort blanket of oh no, I still have the mile. Like, I haven't passed the exit yet. What time I'm gonna arrive, all of that sort of stuff. Uh and then the ability to communicate while you're traveling with other people over mm-hmm. your phone.
0: Yeah. Um well it's made find my friends made, has, has been huge. Mm-hmm.
1: It's it's made travel far less daunting. And, and far you more can efficient.
0: you can take a crap ton of pictures and not have to worry about yeah. was this is this one going to be worth uh, worth getting developed? Yeah, I only so, have
1: sixteen shots on this roll. I must be very very careful. Yeah, you just
0: well, I think, and one of the other things that uh, my wife and I have really um, taken advantage of when we've taken a couple of trips now is that we'll get to where we're going without a car. And then just be able to Uber. Mm-hmm. You know, get an Uber real easy and go where we want to go. And that's that's been that's been a really huge thing for some of the best vacations that we've had. We flew down to Orlando here a couple of years ago and Ubered everywhere. So it was nice not me being the only driver in the in the family to not have mm-hmm. to worry about driving everywhere. So yeah.
1: Well, especially in a, in a city you don't know. Right. Right. Like just the ease of.
0: Yeah, like, right. you, you would have been, you know, okay, we're going to such and such a place. Let me look and see where I've got to go. And then you've got the stress of like being in traffic and not knowing which lane you're supposed to be in. And you know, it's just, you'd let somebody else do that. So mm-hmm. it's good. Google maps or ways. <laughs> Apple maps or Apple maps. You go Apple I Maps? I just use Apple Maps. Okay. I've been using Waze again for a while. Um, I like it. It works. All right. How has technology impacted education? Oh, boy. So I will say that one of the things that I've really appreciated is the ability to go on the Internet, sign up for a service, and learn a thing. Mm-hmm you know whatever that that thing might be um if i want to learn how to code i can sign up with you know you know the a new coding site or even like even like linkedin learning does a lot of stuff like that with with variety of uh, business topics and stuff
1: yeah well there's that side of it right and then there's also the like online Courses through universities or high schools, right? Like, and think of, you know, throughout the COVID pandemic, how many kids were learning, you know, going to school on their computers from home because schools were shut down, right? Um, Or even the ability to get, you know, a college degree completely online. I mean, I graduated college in 2008, and that was relatively unheard of. You could take like a course or a few online. But getting your entire degree online was not really a thing at that point, at least not widespread. And now it's like you can you can get your master's degree completely online, yeah, and your doctorate half online and half in person. like it's just it's it has it has made tech or education more accessible to more people, meaning that they can get to programs virtually that they can never get to physically right because they can't afford to you know live where that school is or they're they're tied to their location because of family but they can online get an education from a better university that's physically elsewhere um so yeah i just but then there's also the flip side of it too right like there's all the benefits of technology but there's always a negative to everything right Mm -hmm. and we're dependent on computers and We're reading on our computers and taking notes on our computers and talking to people through our computers. And I wonder how much of the in-person, like I think of like my education growing up, I would say 90% of my education was in a classroom with real people, with paper books, pen and paper, and the only technology was like an overhead projector. Yeah that my teacher was writing on you know what i mean and just the know, maybe i'm just being nostalgic but like it was all interpersonal communication and interactive communication um and you know eye contact and 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 physical proximity and that you miss that stuff when you're totally online like you and i have never met in person correct We've never high fived. We've never hugged. We've never had a meal together. Right. And so like we have a relationship and we're friends, Mm -hmm. but it's different in that we have never actually shared the same space. Right. Right. Uh, and that's just fundamentally different. Um, but had the internet not existed, you and I never would have met. Right. Nor would we have ever had this podcast. Like there's again, pros and cons to all of this. right? Um, and one is not inherently better than the other or worse, but it's just, there are certain things you get with technology and there are certain things you lose. Um, you know, and, and this goes back to that is there value in a simpler life. Like it's a personal choice with how you choose to, to use or not use what's available to you.
0: If something goes wrong with your technology, do you figure it out yourself or call in an expert? I am the expert. (laughs) It depends on what it is. Like, it's hardware related. I'm probably not going to crack it open and do it myself. But uh, software related, I'll probably bang on it until I reach my limit and then reach out to somebody.
1: Yeah, no, I'm fixing it
0: myself if I can. Do you prefer digital cameras or film cameras? (laughs) Can you even get a film camera anymore? I do have a film camera. It's a 35 millimeter. Yeah. Oh, well, Um, this is a good question for you then. I,
1: I still prefer digital, um, because I can control 100% of the entire life cycle from shooting to culling to editing to sharing or printing. Like I control the entire life cycle of a digital photo. Whereas with film, I'm responsible for taking the picture and then sending it to someone and having them print it. And I can't really, I don't have a, I don't have a, um, a dark room, so I can't process the film myself and, and in the processing, make creative decisions on how I process it. Now I I took a film camera or a film photography class in high school, and we had a dark room, and so I got to learn about the process of, you know, of, of taking film and and creating prints and, and the different ways that you can affect the way a print turns out based on the processes and the chemicals that you use or don't use. Um, but, you know, that was in 2004. So, you know, I don't really have access to the darkroom or anything like that anymore. Um, and... You know, a lot of the digital uh, tools that you can use now, you can get very close to film-like looks if that's what you're after. Um, but I do have a little 35-millimeter point-and-shoot um, film camera that I carry around with me when I'm with my daughter from time to time. I haven't developed any of the photos yet because uh, I just want to take like 10 rolls at one time and have it be like two years' worth of photos and just get them all made at once. Um, uh But because part of it, too, is on a film camera, you don't know if you nail the exposure until you print it or have it, you know, printed for you. So that's part that's part of the fun of it. But no, I I still prefer digital for all the reasons I stated.
0: Yeah, I like I I haven't had a film camera in a decade. So I don't know. My my phone camera has always been enough for me. So. They're getting real, real, real good. Do you think AI will ever become sentient?
1: (laughs) I mean, it has to eventually, right? Like on an an infinite time scale.
0: On an infinite time scale. But man, I hope not. Uh, If it does, I just hope I'm not around for it. If I can be selfish. How do classrooms look different now from when you were in school? Oh, boy.
1: Well, I mean, when I was in school, they felt huge, and now when I go into them, they feel tiny because I'm not three and a half feet tall.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think the priorities of a school and the and what the the agenda is in the school is a lot different now than it used to be. And I'm not sure that I want to go into all all the ins and outs of that, but
1: oh, you're talking curriculum, not just physical classroom. Okay,
0: yeah, like, well, even even just. I don't know. I just saw a video, uh, yesterday of a kid who was taken on a school board saying that basically you're not here to teach me anymore. You're indoctrinating me into your agenda and, and pointing out specific, um, specific things that were happening throughout the the previous year that uh, he was objecting to. And, and all of which he had the perfect, perfect perfectly good reason to object to everything from racism to, you know, just how they were uh, promoting diversity and inclusion in the schools that, you know, that it became more about that than it was about them learning anything. And it was, it was an interesting point of view. And I think our, our schools are suffering for a lot of that stuff, but I could go into more detail, but I'm going to leave it at that. Fair enough. Do you accept cookies? <laughs> I love cookies, <clears throat>
1: only if they're homemade. That's, that's what mm-hmm. I'll say.
0: So, so uh, speaking of, my wife made the tes- Ted Lasso uh, um, biscuits. Mm-hmm. We have not had them yet. She actually just made them tonight, and they're upstairs cooling. But uh, I'm they're interested to, tr- to try them. So. My, uh,
1: so like I, I mentioned earlier, um, I don't know if we were, I don't think we were recording yet, but my grandparents immigrated from Scotland in the 50s. Yeah. And, you know, shortbread is a very Scottish uh, dessert. Uh, well, very, we'll just say British in broad terms. Um, And so my mom has my great grandma's shortbread recipe from way back in the day. And my youngest sister is a pretty good baker, um, and so every Christmas she makes my great grandma's shortbread recipe, and it is
0: so good, <laughs> so much butter, <laughs> it's so good. So let's so let's actually let's look at this question and understand it is not talking about about dessert. Uh, this is referring to computer cookies and yeah i accept cookies whatever
1: yeah i mean i i suppose
0: yeah never mind we won't go into it okay that's fine how smart is your home uh
1: generally very but my my some of my smart lights are acting acting kind of stupid right now mitch
0: i have i have a lighter to the phillips whiz lights that i've got i've had a couple of them misbehaving lately
1: yeah so the only so my bedroom my kitchen my living room and my daughter's bedroom all have smart lights the only which leaves the only room that doesn't is the bathroom mm-hmm. um and i have uh one home pod mini um i've got Sonos home theater stuff in the family room and a Sonos sound bar in my bedroom. And then I've got two cameras, one for the front, one for the back. Um, and for whatever reason, the light bulbs that I have in the living room, there are eight of them. Well, technically there's 10 lights in the living room. I have eight on one fixture where they all kind of like hang at different heights, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, and those are all nano leaf essential bulbs. And then I've got a lamp behind the TV and then I've got a little reading lamp on, on my, on my reading table. Um, but the, the eight lights that are in that, that fixture, um, seven of them were working great. And one of them is just like doing its own thing. And I've, you know, I've deleted it and I've re added it. Um, you know, I've powered it, you know, removed it from the power and put it back in. And it's just, it's just going rogue man and none of them have updates uh and it's only been within the last week so yeah. i'm not sure what that's about but it's it's frustrating when you like you know be like hey lady in the can set this scene and mm-hmm. seven of the eight lights do it and then the other one's like nope just gonna be red <laughs> ruin the whole thing
0: <laughs> so i have three smart lights in the uh in the studio here. Um really smart stuff in general uh i don't have a ton we have an ecobee thermostat that uh that i haven't See, that's really
1: what I, w- I wish i had a thermostat that yeah would be awesome
0: i really haven't had any problems with it um it it does what it's supposed to do and we have uh, a couple of smart plugs that we use that you know for the most part behave um and then there's a light bulb up in the bedroom and I have a smart plug in the bedroom that the fan is plugged into. So, you know, we, uh, we run a fan at night when we're sleeping just to kind of give a little white noise. But beyond, beyond that, like, I don't have a lot, a lot of stuff here that that's smart. Um, most of our technology here is still dumb, but, uh, but yeah, uh, there is the occasional thing where, where I have something that is uh home kit enabled that I have Amazon echoes through the whole, um, house. We've got at least one on each floor. Uh, I've got one right in front of me and, uh, in front of the computer here, I've got a little, uh, echo show and we've got a couple up on the main floor and one up at the bedroom. And so that's be for us to be able to turn on and off lights and stuff like that. Um, but it is funny sometimes, especially in the living room, we run into this where we, we ask uh, um, the Amazon girl in a tube to uh, turn off the lights and it won't do it. And then we'll call on Siri to do it. And Siri does it right away. And we just like, see, you. Have, we had to call on your sister to do this. So it's <laughs> kind of funny. You, like trash talking computers. I know, right? Like neither one of them cares. But yeah, so that's how smart my home is. Pretty dumb. When you get a new tech toy, do you read the instructions or just figure it out?
1: Uh, I mean, do like iPads come with instructions? You just turn it on, right? Like, so <laughs> I'm trying to think like.
0: So, I, I will agree. Um, Apple devices, typically, there's really not much in the way of instructions that you get. Because we've all used them, so there's really not much that we don't know about them. So...
1: Well, like, when I got my Rodecaster Pro a couple of years ago, like, I read the instructions on that. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to know what all the knobs did, what all the buttons did, you know, this, the different settings I could have for the different microphones. So, like, something like that, absolutely... And if I'm not reading the instructions, I'm watching, like, a, a walkthrough tutorial and review on YouTube from someone that I trust, right? Um, or, like, when I got when I got my MIDI controller, like, I watched a bunch of videos on that because there's so many knobs and buttons and settings, right? But, like, something as simple as, like, a phone or a tablet or a computer, like, no. But, yeah, something that I, th- I suppose fits more in the toy category than, yeah, I probably am doing my due diligence, for
0: yep. sure. So... There's two situations where I'll read the instructions for an item. Um, Number one is, like you said, it's a more complicated thing that, you know, and you know, it really would pay to know how, what all these things do. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes I'm buying a device that I'm super excited about and I want to know everything that there is to know about this thing. So I will download the manual online and read the entire manual cover to cover before I even get it. <laughs> whatever it is. So
1: that's uh that's next level. Yeah, I'm I haven't done
0: that in a long time, but there's been a few items that I've done that on. So
1: I, I picture you on lunch break and the you know, your feet up on the chair, just <laughs> you're reading the manual to like your new
0: like weed whacker. <laughs> like whatever. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Overall, do computers save you time or waste more of your time? How do we define computer? Oh, we can be pretty liberal with the definition.
1: I mean, they save me time when it comes to productivity-related things, but I waste a lot of time watching funny videos or playing games on them. So I like this, this is not a, uh, and or, or, or this is like a both and yeah, they save me a ton of time when I'm working, Mm -hmm. but then I also like to waste, you know, but wasting time. Like that's, that's seen as such like a negative thing. Like it's also entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'm not sitting here banging my head against the wall for two hours trying to get something to work. I'm, I'm playing a game or laughing at a video and there's value in that.
0: I think we're going to do like one or two more questions and then we're going to head into what's delighting us today. I think that's so, a great idea. So how often do you get a new phone? No
1: sooner than 2 years. Yeah, same here. So I've gone I've gone 3 or 4 in the past um for financial reasons, but I'm not an every year person.
0: I, I oftentimes struggle with the idea of, you know, the longer you have a device, the less you get for trade-in value. And so there's, there's a part of me that's like, well, if I don't do it every two years, then my trade-in value is less, which means that I end up paying more for the device when I get it. Um, so there's like this, I feel like two years is kind of that sweet spot.
1: Well yeah, and you also have to decide are you gonna play the game, right? Like are you gonna mm-hmm. do the monthly payments or are you just gonna buy it outright up front? And then right. if you buy it out right up front, then you can sell it on the back end and get more like there's just there's mm-hmm. different ways to play the game and you just have to decide, you know, which way is right for you. And it's you
0: this know. this calculus is probably gonna get really interesting when uh when Apple introduces their subscription plans. You'll be able to subscribe or to rent essentially a phone as opposed to um, buying it or financing it. More options, more mm-hmm. ways for them to make more money. Yep. Yeah. How fun! All right, last question: What is your favorite computer or video game? Hearthstone. None. I. I don't know. <laughs> um,
1: please, please say Minesweeper. <laughs> no not mine super.
0: um I would have to probably say you know as far as favorite all time I would have to go back to Super Mario Brothers
1: and I really thought you were gonna hit us with some uh, mahjong <laughs> no mahjong
0: all right well that's been fun so let's take a look at uh what's been what's delighting us today <laughs> what's delighting you today Kim? So I got a thing in the mail today mitch all right
1: so i've been uh I've been really getting into uh I've always liked bonfires mm-hmm. you know or fire pits and just sitting around a fire and you know either like roasting some some food over it or some you know smores or having a beverage or three you know just enjoying the warmth and being with people and or just you know being by myself and just kind of being alone with my thoughts um just around a fire is just it's it's peaceful and it's calming and it's it's good for my soul um and so to that end i've been uh enjoying uh the solo stove that i got a month ago um pretty regularly uh and as with anything uh, new. I tend to go down the rabbit hole pretty hard uh, pretty quickly with something that's new and intriguing to me. It's just I've always been that way. Um, and uh, I discovered what is called let me get the the correct title here for you. The Sear Pro Multi-Use Torch. And uh, it is essentially i'm gonna send you
0: <laughs> i've, I've <laughs> I got it up to... on amazon here yeah uh okay.
1: it's a handheld flamethrower <laughs> <laughs> it's <what it> is. <laughs> and i used it today for the first time and it is
0: awesome yeah is that a gas so, can does it is that yeah so it's, it's those
1: one pound propane tanks that, like you use for okay. like camping grills or sure. similar things like that you know they're about they're about what ten inches tall, you know, <laughs> maybe maybe five inches in diameter, sixteen ounces of propane, and so it's this plastic handle that looks kind of like a gun, uh, and then there's like this flamethrower cone on the end, and the propane screws into what would be the barrel of the of the the gun, and then there's a red dial on the top that gauges how much propane you're letting in, and then on the back, instead of a finger trigger, there's a thumb trigger, and that's the ignition um and you can go from just like a little like to full on like yeah. <laughs> it's fun so i i got that to um uh help get the uh the bonfire going faster and also to say that i own a flamethrower
0: because so <laughs> so i have to ask you and I and I don't want to take wind out of your sails at all, but um are you familiar with weed torches?
1: Yeah, it's the same thing. It's just mm-hmm. a handheld one.
0: Yeah. I have yeah. one I have one just outside this room hanging up on the wall in uh in our stairwell coming down. Well and the so that yeah. And that's fun. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I didn't just I, I mean I got it for the bonfire. Right. But then I also realized I can actually use this as a weed torch too. Mm-hmm. Um and so that was one of the justifications. The other thing, too, is melting ice. Like, yeah. there's there's a couple. And then you can also use it, like, if I was to uh, slow, like, do a low and slow steak, you can actually sear the steak. Like, th- right. this is what these are used for as well. So, like, there's multiple uses for it. Um, so but we, ultimately, I just wanted to say, yes, I own a flamethrower.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and I have a Suvi. Uh, cooker sous
1: vide yeah uh-huh. yeah
0: so i there was one night my my wife and i were looking at it and and normally i just grab out the hand torch and torch it and i was <laughs> like i got a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> and i pulled I this like thing this out going. i pulled this thing out and it's a long handle like it's yeah it's a big thing and so i'm standing there over the uh, the the um cooktop in the kitchen and we've got a nice cast iron pan that we've got the meat in, and I'm just 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 torching it. Uh, yeah, like I yeah, looked I, at. I probably at should weed... have burned the house down, but
1: well, there's that too. <clears throat> I did. I looked at weed torches to start with. Yeah, but I liked the handheld form
0: factor a lot better. uh I like this for what you're using it for. Yeah,
1: exactly. And because like, those weed torches are long, right? Mm-hmm. So they're good. At, they're good in that sense. Like you're going to save your back because you're not bending over to, you know, mm-hmm. um, but the handheld factor and not being tied to a 20 pound, um, propane tank also like there's, there was just a few considerations that I made and I was like, you know, I just think, and the other thing too, is that I can get, I can get a, a hose and attach the handheld gun to a 20 pound propane tank if I ever want to.
0: Yeah. Um, well mine, use, just, mine I, uses those, uh, those like welding torch cans, like those small ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Oh, and it just. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, See, I don't know the if ones one I was pound, the
1: ones it's... the ones I was looking at were just the torch and the
0: hose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't no, have this, the this one just uh one of these one of those yeah, cans screws into it and uh-huh. That's mm-hmm. really nice. Yeah. yeah.
1: But anyways, so that's what's delighting me. And I literally, I lit it up and I like had like a little child giggle. I, was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have a flamethrower and it, you know, I'm going to call it yogurt, the flamethrower and those that get the reference enjoy.
0: There, there is a, the, the picture, kids love it. There's a picture on the Amazon uh, page for, for one of these. Mm-hmm. um, And it's a, it's a dude all tatted up. You know, it looks like maybe, uh, Latino, uh, in origin, but he's got two of them and he's got them crossed in front of him.
1: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> it's like, yeah, yep. that's Come just too me, hilarious. Bro. So, all right.
1: So that's what's delighting me. What about you?
0: All right. So, um, I may have mentioned this on the show before and I happen to be wearing one of them right now. But, uh, the Boston Scully, uh, hats, it's, um, it's a, a website. It's a company out of Boston that makes these, uh, these really kind of like a driver's cap. Um, I've heard them called other things, but, uh, but it's just like a Scully cap. And so it's got your little, your little like kind of duck bill in the front and, and the fabric goes from the top of your head all the way down to the bill, you know, so Mm -hmm. you can kind of get an idea of what that, what that hat looks like. But there's uh, several different styles of these hats and they make, um, a lot of different styles of the hats in multiple different colors and designs. And I'm pretty stoked because I got a limited edition uh what they call the slanté hat uh that should be coming tomorrow with a they said wall supplies last uh for a pint glass it's a boston scully pint glass oh the
1: slancha one yeah, nice. yeah
0: and so i'm i'm pretty excited about this I've, i'll be getting beginning that uh shortly is it back on their website because it was a limited edition hat
1: uh yeah but it just says notify me so they might be sold out
0: is that the yeah that's the patch one yeah it's on the yeah the slanch of boston Scally yeah the green and yep so i got i got one of those and it
1: comes with the pint glass too nice
0: mm-hmm. well supplies last so of course but uh yeah so i was really really stoked about this the one that i'm wearing right now um is the uh the boondocks a limited edition hat. So it's all black with a, um, black and green, um, pattern underneath the brim. So, and then in the, the back of the hat, it's got a, a clover, like a black clover. So nice. Yeah. So they've got a bunch of their hats out now for, uh, for St. Patty's day. So there, there's one, uh, the punk, That is uh, like a really bright, noxious green, (laughs) bright green, but that the green is one thing. But when you look at the bill of the hat underneath, it's a checker pattern. It's a black and white checker pattern. And I thought that was, that was kind of a cool touch. Well,
1: I mean, it is the punk, right? So there's Mm -hmm. your,
0: yeah. Yeah. You're very much your like eighties, nineties, old school punk look. So
1: what size do you
0: get? i get the extra large
1: okay do you know what your oh it says baseball cap fitted okay
0: mm-hmm. yeah i'd have give, to go with the next i'd have to go with the double x and see i ordered a double x thinking that it was going to be the right size for me and it was a little bit too big
1: so. well so it's it's got the baseball cap sizes and i wear mm-hmm. a seven and seven eighths. yeah and the the uh, xl only goes up to seven and five eighths, and the double x goes up to eight so i'd rather i'd rather have it be just a little loose than
0: so, little so the like... warning about this is that these are, um, these are all, uh, wool hats. And so they've got some stretch in them. And so if they like seven and five eighths, uh, like, I think my head's probably just a little bigger than that. Um, but, uh, but when I wear this hat, like it fits pretty snug mm-hmm. and where the X, the double extra large was really loose on me. Like I could put a finger into both sides of my hat and it was still wasn't tight on my head so yeah well i think mine might just be a little larger than yours yeah so i mean
1: i'm, I'm what they say uh, uh, cranially endowed
0: yeah so here's the thing is you you can order one and you can return it and swap it out for a new one uh it costs it ends up costing you a little bit because they they uh because of the shipping and all that you you end up paying shipping twice but Mm -hmm. um but if you do get one that's too big you can swap it out so nice but they've got a ton of hats on their website different different colors and designs Ooh, the flap cap i want one of those for next winter. i saw that and and i was kind of tempted by that too
1: i would immediately talk like this yes lovely to see you darling Look, my ears are covered with my flap cap. Oh. My, I'm not sure what accent that was, but I
0: just went with it. My uh, my fashion sense is questionable, but my ears are warm. <laughs> <laughs> very
1: cool. Well, this is a fun website.
0: Yeah. So I love these hats. I If I had the cash, I could, I could spend a lot of money on this website. But uh, I do not have a lot of cash, so I have to be very strategic. There you go.
1: These remind me of my grandpa. I have a I have a similar hat to these. Um oh that one's cool. Um it's it's gray. It's like that, you know, the classic, you know, square, you know, with the colored lines and it's gray with like a like a uh like a slate blue, like a dark gray and slate blue that I enjoy. It makes me feel distinguished. Right on. And like I went to an important school.
0: <laughs> Very cool. Very cool. All right. So I have to uh fess up to something. Uh-oh. Uh oh. So I was working on getting our uh our feeds all changed over and redirected uh-huh. and all that kind of stuff. And I realized after we got off the show last week or the last time we recorded that I messed something up, which is why it was taking so long. So I went in, I fixed it, but it's still taking a while to to redirect. So it's taking an abnormally long time to redirect our feed. If it comes right down to it and it's not going to redirect this feed. Now, Apple Podcasts is working just fine. Uh, You can get our podcast on Apple Podcasts without a problem. It's all the third-party apps that are still not caught up with it. So I've got Pocket Casts, and Pocket Casts still hasn't changed the feed. So um, I'm looking into if there's something manual I need to do to fix all this. But uh, but just so if anybody's listening to this, <laughs> well, you're not listening to this if you can't get the feed. But <laughs> um, but uh, if the nuclear option here is to just delete the feed and resubmit it to Apple and uh, and get it distributed out to the other uh, the other apps um, with a completely different feed. But all of the podcasts, all of the episodes, everything has been migrated over to uh, my Squarespace site now. So um, everything is is there and is listenable. So so hopefully Huzzah. this this will fix this will be fixed soon. So all to save a buck. Hey, you gotta do what you gotta do yeah all right um well if you are uh, looking for more information about us you can uh, check us out at our websites i you can find me at mitchcraig.online uh, i can be found
1: at cambrennan.com.
0: very good all right um and uh you do any social at all anymore you're still on Instagram? I have an Instagram. I have an
1: Instagram account, but that's really the only thing that I'm relatively active on. And it's at Cam Brennan, because you know, I'm just frustratingly consistent with my naming of things.
0: And I am uh, Mitch Craig at um M it's Mastodon without the vowels. So mstdn dot social uh, it's a little easier maybe to find me if you just go to mitchcraig.online and my and there's a link at the bottom for Mitch on Mastodon. So click on that and that'll take you right to my Mastodon instance and or my Mastodon not instance, but profile and you can follow me there. All right, you could be the first one to follow me. <laughs> so one of the things that I'm digging about Mastodon just as a side, is that uh, I can post stuff on Mastodon and people see it without without me. Like anybody that's on my instance can see it, and it's not necessarily in their home feed. But you can you can look at your at your local feed, and uh, there's there are those that actually look at the federated feed, which is everybody the the uh, the fire hose of everybody on on uh, Mastodon. That or feels you, like a bad idea. Yeah, you know it could be. Um, but then there's the, uh, your local feed. So whatever instance you're on, you can, you can go and you can, uh, you can see who's all on that feed. And then you can, your own curated, like, here's the people that I follow your home feed, uh, is available there as well. So I'm finding that I'm getting engagement on my posts from people that I have no clue who they are and I don't follow them. So it's, it's, uh, it's interesting to see that coming through. I will also tell you that it, that Mastodon is still small enough that I'm having conversations with people that I, that I never thought. So I was listening to an episode of, um, a complicated profession, uh, podcast, which is all about star Wars TV shows. Uh, that Mm -hmm. on Disney plus. So they were doing their mid season, uh, episode on the bad batch. And they got kind of in a loop of trying to figure out what is this show? And so I sent a, I sent a message to him on Mastodon and said, Hey, this is the A team in space. And there, and, and Dan Morin, who's on the show, I don't know if you know who Dan Morin is. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah uh he messaged me back uh with a joke about his books that you know i i could uh probably i would probably enjoy his books which i then um got two of them on audible but uh but they were also i got a lot of engagement on that on that uh post from people who were like wow that totally makes sense you know to the point where you actually have your big tough rugged guy that's uh afraid of heights so it's just funny so anyway but it's been good i've been enjoying that
1: all right Um, i haven't started watching that one yet it's on the list
0: did you see the first season at all
1: no i have to
0: i mean i'm behind on a lot of that stuff so uh the bad batch it doesn't hurt to you don't need to but it doesn't hurt to at least watch the last season of the clone wars to kind of see where it's picking up from but, uh, if you go, if you're going to do that, I, I would recommend just going back and watching the entirety of the Clone Wars or get yourself a list of like the essential episodes of the Clone Wars and go, wa- go through and watch just at least the essential episodes. So you get the, all the backstory, um, and at least understand the story. Cause there's throwaway episodes in there that really aren't tied directly into the overarching story. So very good. All right. Well, it's been fun, man. Indeed. Always a good time. And uh, you have fun in Detroit this weekend. I will. And be we'll see. First Red Wings game in 20 years. Oh, very cool. So I'm excited about it. Yeah. So, well, have a good weekend and we'll see you back here next time. And in the meantime, have a good one.